Live here. Live! But we don't have to necessarily know what that means. What's the someday of Black? I don't like, know that we want This story happens now. Ladies and gentlemen, the movie writes itself. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm still streaming. How do I stop streaming? No! <laughs> here we are. Oh, How are you doing, Ben? What did you do over the weekend? I'm good. My wife had a baby, so I am a daddy of two little girls now. Congratulations, Ben. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Daddy, daddy, daddy. <laughs> Life will never be the same again. Indeed. Indeed. I just uh, I just uh, texted some friends of mine. They were like, hey, are you free on Saturday night to play some Warhammer? And my wife's going away this weekend. And so I said, I'm with, I'm sorry, I'm with the kids. And they sent a gif of, uh, of uh, Dumbledore going, good luck. <laughs> That's very That'll funny. be you. That'll be you soon. That'll be you. Well, welcome back to Ben and Jake write a movie. I'm yes. Big, and this yes. is Jake insert witty name Thornton. Yes, I couldn't come up with anything today. So, but this is the thing. Sometimes when we're writing a script, we're like, there needs to be a line here. And after about five or 10 minutes, we just go, insert witty line here. So that's what I'm doing today. I had no imagination. So I just went, insert witty line. Yeah. So Lily's back with us. Hey, Lily. Hi, Lily. Happy. Um, so we are yeah. here once again doing our live stream of writing our yeah. news. Back, um, which yeah. I'm very excited to be back doing. Yes. Um, but you know, the last two sessions, we did a little intro whereby we talked about business related I things. I was going to ask you if you wanted to do something similar. I didn't get a chance to do that pre the show. So I think we should. Should we go a little topic? I, you know, well, so the question is here's one thing that someone asked us to do. We, we mentioned it and then they, they said, yes, 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 please do an episode on pitching. And I think that. The craft mm. of pitching um, is something that we should do an entire episode on. Yeah, I think I so too. I think that the, um, you know, we talked about IP last time, we I believe, um, or two times ago. Um, I was thinking maybe yeah. we can talk about the business of pitching, what it looks like in terms of mm. the different stages mm. of pitching, mm. um, the length, the rules, the various ideas that people have yeah. the difference between pitching a movie versus pitching a tv show mm -hmm. which very different yeah um you know uh you and i jake and i um were quite successful selling pitches for for most of our career uh, yeah we've actually only sold two spec screenplays winter's night and the princess and all of the rest of the work that we've gotten has been pitching yeah. some originals which is also different mm -hmm. than um on ip and adaptations yes um, and i think it's important to understand um a few things about pitching so the first thing is that when you're pitching a, a movie to a studio you're pitching them essentially what you will write when they hire you. Yes. So the way it works is you're pitching them a movie. And if they think that that movie is something that they would want to make, the way it's then constructed is that they then hire you to write your own idea 
but they claim that that is their idea, and that is <laughs> yes, and it's and it's and it's a and it's a, and it's a, a legally a le- it's, well, it's not a legal gray area. That's what that's that's the moment that we have arrived to in yes. terms of our contract, and there are reasons that actually you want that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which is, is because technically you, you are then an, an employee of the studio, you are doing a work for hire, and therefore you get things like um, unions, unions. <laughs> all, and all the stuff that you get as being a member of the WGA, which includes mm-hmm. uh, residuals, credit protection, uh, pension and health benefits, plus a myriad of other, of other benefits as well. So yeah. yes, it's one of those slightly odd things. And actually, even when you have spent something as well, there is a moment where they say, well, this was written under a, Actually, under, yeah. a, under, a right. under a work for hire. So that's it's right. And so there is, um, you know, this this thing that can happen, whereby you pitch an idea. Yeah. They love the idea. They want to buy the idea. Wonderful. You sign the contracts. The idea becomes theirs, mm-hmm. and then they come back to you and say, "Well, we'd like to change the idea." <laughs> Um, and you go, well, we sold you a pitch. You've hired us to write the pitch. Well, yes, but what we really liked was the broad idea. We need to recraft the entire thing. And here's, again, from- It has to be the entire thing, but there might be an well, element they want. They might say, no, we really want a love story. Um, can, can you focus it? a bit more on X, you know? Right. Or like our 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 experience on, on the House of the Scorpion, it was literally we need to recraft the entire pilot. Yes. Yeah. Um, even though we've just sold a pitch of the show. Now that's a little bit different because they were buying a series and not just a pilot. So it was yes. a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but the you know, the interesting thing about I think pitches versus screenplays from a business perspective is that the buyers feel much more in control of essentially having their say Mm -hmm. much earlier on with a pitch. That can be scary and also exciting. So um, on the one hand, I think screenplays will sell potentially easier if it's really good and the buyer goes, oh, it's already here. I only need to make a few adjustments. Unless it's this concept is so great Right. While the script might not fully live up, up fully live up to that concept, the idea is so great that we have to have this idea. Right. You know, Sometimes. and we've heard examples of big movies where that's happened from the yeah. producers who are like, ah, the original script wasn't that great, but the idea was so great we knew that we could hopefully get it. Edge of Tomorrow is an example of that. Totally. The yeah. Tom Cruise movie. Sure. Um and uh, that's a crazy story, actually. Yes. Uh, it's online, it's one crazy story. Um, but, you know, I think, so basically, here's the lowdown of, of at least how we've gone about selling pitches. Yep. Um, you have an idea. It's great. Usually for us, um, you're in a general meeting with a producer. Generals are what writers do to meet or reconnect with people that... producers primarily sometimes studio executives we've had generals with those too but most of your generals end up being with producers i'd love more generals with directors it just doesn't seem to happen that often we've only Mm -hmm. had a couple Mm -hmm. um and so you'll pitch out your you you hear the term elevator pitch all the time and i think the the elevator pitch 
is important. It does not, there is no rule. What's an elevator pitch, Ben? An elevator pitch is something short, easy to understand, that encapsulates the concept, the thing that's, what's the trailer? It's basically a trailer for your pitch, Mm -hmm. right? Um, and, and it comes from the idea that you that you happen to step into an elevator with an executive and you have until the time they get off of the elevator to get your idea out. Yeah. That's where the name comes from. So you're thinking, can you say the idea of your movie in about right. 20 to 30 seconds? Yeah. And, and those can be anywhere from um, it's this meets that. Or a little bit longer, this character who goes on this adventure that is really amazing. Um, But the elevator pitch, that short bite, is what's going to hopefully get a producer to go, that's really interesting. Yeah. Do you have more? Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. We we have had elevator pitches literally where we've gone in and we, we attached a producer on a project where... It was one sentence. We just had a concept. It was really, really broad. Yeah. So then, then if you like the producer, you think they're right for the projects. Hopefully, you didn't pitch them this idea if you didn't think they were right for the project. <laughs> We've run into that problem as well. You yeah. learn from your mistakes. Yeah. Um, and then you go away and you develop your pitch. Now, mm-hmm. again, I think we'll do a whole session on the craft of that. Yes. But the business side is then you go back into the producer and you go, here's my pitch. Now, we'll start with features because that's what we're working on right yeah. now. Features right. Back. Generally speaking, our feature pitches are between 22 and 26 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's around the time. Now, for us. Yeah. And some people, it's interesting, may say that that's too long. They um, may. I'd they be curious may. to know how many pitches those people have sold. Yeah, totally. So I mean, you know, I you know, I hear people do say no more, no more than twenty. Well, here's the thing. I think what me and Ben have mm-hmm. as an advantage is the fact that there's two of us. Now, what I mean by that is, the human brain can only listen to a certain voice without getting distracted and daydreaming for a certain amount of time. Yeah. But if you add another voice, change voices, you can actually re-engage that person pretty quickly. Yeah. So, so you're yeah. So I think that our pitches don't feel like that length of time because there's yeah. two different voices doing that. So I think that has that. I, has, yeah, I, I think, and there's a lot of um, obviously p- different people have your have different styles and yep. pitch differently. I think you have a lot more flexibility in a feature pitch. Mm-hmm. We've definitely learned in terms of how you want to pitch it. Um, we actually have our own little template um, that maybe yeah. we'll maybe we'll decide that we want to share. It's very simple. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to share it. It's, yeah. it's literally, I mean, it's so simple, but <laughs> it helps us go. Here's the structural nature of the pitch, and I think again, I want to save that for the creative conversation. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but let's say you go in, you pitch your 25 minutes, um, and the producer goes, "I fucking love this." Mm-hmm. But I have notes. Yes. Or or I have some questions. I have questions. Yes. Um, there are, I don't think we've ever pitched a producer and not had to do another round. Yeah. Using their feedback. Absolutely right. Yes. People again, just listening. like the studio, they want to feel that they've had input yeah. into this project. And again, yeah. you know, a lot of the times 
it's good stuff. You know, it's a good producer, <laughs> it should be good stuff. They, yes, they know what they're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Now, the hard part about that from a business standpoint is you're doing all this for free. Right. And you are now being asked to go back and work yeah. on your pitch that you love mm -hmm. for free mm -hmm. for a producer who is not paying you. And neither is the buyer at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. And people, this, people can argue this on Twitter all day long. Free work in this context is worth it. You and also, let's be clear, although you're developing it with this producer, it's still your work. Yes. This is still your idea. If it doesn't sell, you can go and do whatever you want with it. You can go and write it on spec. You could mm -hmm. go and turn it into a graphic novel. You could turn it into a book. You could turn yeah. it into a Broadway musical. Yes. You know, <laughs> which we've done. <laughs> yeah, not um, but, you know. You're going to do notes. Let's just be clear. You're going to do notes and that's okay. And you should not be upset about those notes. You're pushing the ball up. Look, getting anything sold is like pushing a fucking boulder up a hill, right? And the pitch needs to continue to get pushed up that hill. Mm -hmm. And when that producer loves that pitch, um, they're going to decide that they want to take it out to the town um, or- They may want to package it. In today's market, Packaging is probably your best bet. We What's have packaging, sold ben? Yeah, well, packaging's a bitch. Um, <laughs> great, great answer. What's that is the answer. No, so so packaging is putting elements onto your project that are going to get an, a studio or a buyer excited enough that they want to pay you a million dollars to write your script for them. Mm -hmm. um, now they can look. In oh, all right. yes. So it's it's like it's like you so you recently bought a new car. I did, and you got all the bells and whistles on your new car. You right. know, it was like ah, well, do you want the fancy wing mirrors that allow you to uh, uh, see into time and space when you look into them? Do you want the uh, do you want the uh, the Back to the Future gizmo that helps right. you travel through time? You know, so basically, it's like what's going to make this project as appealing as biased as possible. So yeah. is, it, is it adding a director? Is it adding an actor? In fact, we're taking a script out at the moment this week, hopefully, yay, uh, that has both a director and an actor attached to it. That's yeah. cool to package and a producer. And, and that's it. harder to package with a pitch. I mean, let's be yes. clear. It's not impossible, nope. but it is harder. Yep. Sometimes you will have pitched a producer who is not necessarily a what they call a 800-pound gorilla in this business. So maybe the first packaging element is to go to your producer, who's a who's a great development producer, but isn't the big gun. Mm -hmm. And you go and pitch an 800 pound gorilla producer. Mm -hmm. And you see if you can package that extra producer element that's gonna make the studio go, oh, that guy can make this movie. Yes. Um, yeah. Then you might decide to pitch talents. You know, we have yeah. a project, um, that we can't discuss, but the first thing our producer wanted to do was pitch actresses. Um, we thought directors was the way to go. Yep. In his opinion, based on the idea that we had, which was very centrally focused on one character, he was like, this lives or dies based on who plays it. Mm -hmm. So let's go to actresses first. Mm -hmm. um, those, those pitches can be very hard to get. I do feel like we're in a place now where talent is realizing that 
they have to attach themselves to these projects ahead of time because there are just less opportunities. Everything's getting sold with packages. Mm. So there aren't opportunities just getting sent their way going, hey, here's a movie. It's already greenlit. Do you want to star in it? Mm. The development process has changed to where mm. our studios are expecting us yeah. as creators to do the work for them. Yeah. And it, it used to be really hard to attach to a pitch. Now mm. I think do feel like it's getting a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, again, you'll try. And that would mean that you have to normally pitch either that actor right. or their team. Or their team, or both. Or both. Or three, you know, or three you, hoops. It might be their team, their producing partner, and then them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you have to get yeses from all three, obviously. And these are all hoops. And not only are there hoops, but if you manage to attach this piece of talent, guess what? notes <laughs> um you will probably yes, have to go back and tweak your pitch again mm -hmm. to satisfy any of this talents and ideas. yeah and and, want to and, do that. and there's a reason you want to do that absolutely it makes them feel invested exactly. they want to feel like this is also their project even though mm -hmm. technically it is not but you want them <laughs> to feel that way and yeah. it's good it's great so now you've got your package, hopefully. Um, what's the next step? Well, hopefully you also have great agents. Mm -hmm. um, and those, those agents and your producer will discuss um, where to go. And and let's up. just say as well, if you don't yet have a great agent or an agent that's really working for you, you can use this leverage to try and get one. You could say to your producer, hey, I would really like an agent. I've been trying to get one for a little while. Would you be so kind as to make some referrals for me? Yeah. And, they, and they well might do that, you know, or your manager, again, if you have one at this point, may say, let's try and get you an agent in advance of this selling because we can use that as leverage to try and get one for you. So again, if you don't have one at this moment, don't panic, you know, but you, and you can use this you know, as leverage. And the real difference now at this stage, business-wise, versus a spec, at this moment in the spec selling process, guess what? Your script goes out and people read it and you you sit back and wait. And it actually can be it's very horrible. <laughs> Horrible. You have no idea whether they liked it or not. You have no, no sense of whether they even read it or not. I mean, yeah. it's literally, it's like you're just waiting, twiddling your thumbs, going, man, when are we going to hear anything? Yeah. With a pitch, the only way you're going to sell it is if you actually get in the room with them. Now it might be on a Zoom room. Back in the day when Jake and I were selling lots of pitches, it was always in their mm -hmm. office. Mm -hmm. um, and you'll go in. Usually with the producer, possibly with the talent, if it if they're available, but talent is usually unavailable. So a lot of times the talent will call the studio or they'll they might be on the phone or on the Zoom. We had one pitch over at Sony where our, our actor was on the phone while we pitched because he was over in Europe somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you set up these pitches and, you know, What's difficult about setting up a pitch, and it really relies on your agent, your manager, or your producer to pre-pitch. So they have to make these phone calls to the studio. And they have to go, I have this idea by Ben and Jake, who sold The Princess not that long ago. And we've attached, 
you know, Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron to it. Now, in that case, with someone like Charlize Theron, that at that moment they don't even hear the idea. That I know. Yeah. They literally don't care. Oh, if Charlize wants to do it, I'll hear the pitch. But yeah. let's say you get actor who is good, a good attachment, tips the needle a little bit, but mm -hmm. not Charlize Theron. Mm -hmm. They'll they'll want to know the idea. You need to have and supply your producer or agent with a logline. Um, something that they can then use to pitch mm -hmm. your pitch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's really important because if they don't get it, how are they going to pitch it? And it's funny, isn't it? Because we had uh, a viewer a couple of weeks ago saying, at what point do you come up with a log line? Yeah, you know, do, you, do you do it? Do you do it? Um, when you're writing it or do you do it when you know and ultimately we might do we might come up with a lot but we won't spend hours working on it you yeah. know but this, at is this, point, this is the time when you need that yeah. and it really is spec or pitch but the nice thing about a spec is you're going to send the script with the log line and if mm -hmm. the title catches them or they're sitting on an airplane and they read your mm -hmm. first page you might grab them even if the log line isn't something that they yeah. got got to um with a pitch that phone call is all you get you get a phone call from your agent or your producer saying hey executive i've got this package and i've got these writers and they have a pitch and this is what it's about do you want to hear it mm -hmm. hopefully they say yes um and then you get to go in and pitch it yes and then there's a whole then you do your pitch which should be well rehearsed. Mm -hmm. um, you are allowed to bring notes with you. We you bring don't notes. Don't have to memorize it. You don't have to memorize it. Some people do. I know several you writers don't who do. Have to. That's you my. Don't have to. Absolutely. I don't. No think one will judge you. No yeah. one's going to say, I'm not going to buy this idea because you're not a good actor and couldn't memorize yes. this pitch. Now, what they will, you know, mark you up or down on is what happens. After the pitch, yeah. which is the question and answer session. I'll just go back to the pitch for a second, though, for sure. a moment. Me and Ben don't bring in pages, printed out pages. We bring in our iPads. If you don't have an iPad, that's fine. You could bring in some index cards, whatever works for you. I would probably avoid phone because it looks bad, I think, looking at a yeah, phone. Yeah, looking at a phone is yeah, weird. If, you know what? It feels like a connotation of actually. Say again? Tablets are super cheap. Get a freaking right. Amazon Fire for 50 bucks. Yes. Now, it. there is a reason for this. Mm -hmm. Because if you have your pitch printed out, they can very easily say, would you mind leaving those pages behind? Yeah. Because these pages don't cost you anything. They're not going to ask you to leave your iPad behind. No, they're not. No, but they may well go, could you just leave? And here's the thing. No one's going to ask me to leave an iPad behind. Nope. But if they say, can you leave your pitch behind? I'm an asshole if I say no, but you really should yeah. not do it. You shouldn't. Now, but there is a question about leave behinds. Leave behinds have actually started to become more common lately, which is very frustrating. Behind? A leave behind is something that you literally leave behind. It is work that you've done. Mm -hmm. Probably nowadays it would be like a deck. And a deck is, is essentially... A lot of images, if you have a director, actually, if a leave behind from the director would be fantastic. Yeah. A leave behind from the writer means that we have now put our pitch um, essentially in, in narrative form to a certain degree. 
and put it into a document whereby we are then expressing the movie through images. Mm -hmm. That's what your deck is going to be. Mm -hmm. Again, if you have a director, a leave behind yeah. by the director, perfectly acceptable and actually probably. And it may include some written work. It may include some plot elements. It might include yeah. a log line. It might include a page of a page or two of whatever. It might it might be again. I would I would I would advise against yeah. a whole written out version of your pitch. Yeah, you know, but could there be okay, just enough to get them to go? Oh, I re I remember that. But here's the thing: we worked with we worked with a producer briefly a few mm -hmm. years ago. And forgive me if I butcher this, Ben, and pick me up, but it was along the lines of, if they can't remember your pitch a couple right. of days later, it's not good enough. Yeah. That's <laughs> absolutely know? right. And it was, it was Lorenzo de Bonaventura, who is one of the great producers of Hollywood. Yeah. And his suggestion for us on the pitch that we did was, Make sure there's at least two or three moments in your pitch that you can't forget. Yeah. They may forget everything else. They may not remember anything else, but if they can go to their boss and be like, dude, there's this amazing moment where the character does blank, that's enough. Yeah. Because the boss, and Lorenzo, I think, used to run a studio before he was a boss. And I and he used to say, he said, if an executive could come into me and remember two things from this pitch. That meant it was good enough for me yeah. to hear it. Yeah. And that's important. Now, that's, again, on the creative side. But from a business perspective, your goal in this pitch is for this person that you're pitching, who most likely is yeah. not the president of the studio. We cool. have had the good fortune of pitching a president of a studio once, and he bought it in the room. And that is a completely different scenario. Most of the time you're pitching a VP or a creative executive and their job then is to bring your pitch, which is literally nothing but their notes. And they have to bring that to their bosses and go, Hey, I just heard this amazing pitch. It's by Ben and Jake. So-and-so is attached. We got this producer and the boss goes, okay, what's it about? If they can't clearly tell them what it's about, you probably haven't sold it. If your package is good enough, and the, yeah, totally. Let's get around it. It's like um, oh, it's kind of like this, but honestly, the director's great, and it's got Charlize Theron attached. Like, okay, fine, buy it. Right. I mean, that's like a whole other <laughs> scenario, right? But let's, you know, most of the time, they need to go to their boss and they need to say, "Hey, do we want to do this kind of movie?" Mm -hmm. And it has this kind of a set piece, and it has this kind of a actor, a lead, and yeah. whatever. So, yeah. so again, creatively. Find those moments, those things that stick yeah. out, because from a business perspective, it's the only way you're going to get that boulder. Yeah, up that hill a little bit further. And then there's the Q&A. And there's the Q&A. So let's just talk about this for a while. So the Q&A is going to be the moment where, like the name suggests, the executive or the producer, what whatever level you're at, is going to ask you questions about the story. Yeah. And there are some kind of stock questions that you hear a lot. Yeah. We've yeah. had this very recently. One of the stock questions is... Um, can you go into a little bit more depth about the character's arc? And I feel like that's a stock question that executives... And you probably have already said it in your pitch. You probably you have. And yeah. they just want to hear you say it again in a, you know, just in isolation. You and know? sometimes they don't even want to hear it. Sometimes it's just because they want to have a question. They need to have a question. <laughs> exactly right. But right? again, you need to be able... Anyway... Point being, you need to have so much more than just your pitch worked out. 
Yes. You need to have the world. You need to have all the arcs worked out. Your yes. pitch is basically the tip of the iceberg on your story. This is what you're presenting to the world. But ultimately, there's so much rich stuff yeah. underneath it that you should, as the writer and creator, have already worked out and fully developed. You may come to a moment where you've got your pitch and you're like, ah, it's running too long. It's running too long. What can I take out that's not necessary for the pitch, but I know will be a question in the Q&A. You've mm -hmm. got all of that stuff. I mean, here's the thing. Occasionally, though, we've been blindsided by questions in the Q&A. Oh, yeah. Many it's, times. Just you know what? I hadn't thought about that, you know? And honestly, you have to become really good at bullshitting. Yeah. You've got to come up with it on the fly. You really oh, do. Never you say. never want to say, I don't know. Yeah. Or, you know, it's funny. I've never thought about that. Yeah. You know? That's not here's what you can yeah, and here's the you know, and here's the thing. You just go, you know, that's a really, really good question. I'm really glad that you asked that. And during those extra five seconds, you're formulating what the answer is going to be. <laughs> you, oh, know? Yeah. you know, and, and, and you know your story and your characters well enough by this time. I mean, you, we, you, you should have spent hours and hours and hours crafting this pitch and learning this story and understanding mm -hmm. every single bit of this movie. Yeah. So when the question comes out, it shouldn't blindside you. Totally. But it does sometimes. Totally. And yeah, you, you, you got to be able to work on the fly. Um, and sometimes it doesn't work because that answer on the fly might not be a good answer. Um, we had one, one time. We were, it's funny. Actually, yeah. there was a project that was set up with some deadline today. And mm. it was a book called Seven Wonders. And about yes, five or six on. years ago, five or six years ago, me and Ben pitched on that project. It longer, longer. It right. might have even been longer yeah. ago. And had this whole great pitch worked out. And the first question out of the executive, out of the producer's mouth, destroyed the pitch. Destroyed the whole pitch. Destroyed. It's like, well, why doesn't she just do that? And it was like, uh, you know fuck. what? That is a, and it completely stumped us. And, and like, in that situation, yeah, come back in if you figure it out. And we're like, okay, and we never. And it was them. nice of them to actually say that they liked enough of the pitch, but they were yeah. like, "There's no way we can buy this without this answer." In that case, um, again, learning experiences. We tried to figure it out, we couldn't, and we never actually went back in. Um, and here it is being sold today. So, had we spent the extra time and energy to figure yeah. that out, who knows? And it's got Sir Leo and uh, Justin Lin. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the reality is the Q&A, I think in our experience, the longer the Q&A, the better. Mm -hmm. The more they want to know. And now there's two different types of Q&As. There are questions that are pointed at holes, which that's when you're fucked. And then there's questions that are, I want to know more. Yeah. Because you've intrigued me so much. Could you tell me more about these two characters and what they're going to do in the second mm -hmm. act? Can you tell me more about, you know, this set piece that you described? Or can you tell me more about, like, you know, how the third act unfolds? Mm -hmm. Those are the kind of questions that hopefully are because they're actually really thinking of buying this project. Yeah. Totally. yeah. Questions of, you know... I'm not quite sure I understand why that character's in the movie. Mm. You know, we had, that, we had that once, didn't we? We did. We did. And you go, yeah. well, because you know, we wanted to have da 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 da, and they go, yeah, but does it does do they add anything? And mm. you're going, oh fuck, like this is a pointed yeah. question because 
part yeah. of their job really is to figure out why should they say no. There's two mm-hmm. things that an executive is thinking about when you're pitching this story. And it this applies to specs as well. Number one, is this a great movie that when I bring it to my boss, they're going to be impressed by me? And number two, is this the kind of movie that somebody else is going to buy and I'm going to get fucked because I didn't place an offer on it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and yeah. their job is to kind of just determine that in the in the room and afterwards. But also they're looking for reasons to say no. Buying things is expensive. They only have yeah. so much of a budget and they need to be ultra critical. Yeah. You know, there have been times where we have asked, you know, okay, do you have any questions? And people have literally said, no, I think we're good. And that is the kiss of death. <laughs> like, Honestly, you go, you leave the room going, oh, great. They understood everything. Yeah, That's cool. yeah. We did our jobs. Awesome. Yeah. And they can be the nicest people. Did in the we room. have, I, th- I feel like we had one time where there weren't many questions and we left going, oh, that wasn't good. But then they did place. I can't quite yes. remember what that was, but I think that I, I, I vaguely remember. Anyway, but generally, I think that. That's right. And here's the thing. And I want to be clear again. And this is all, I'll, I'll repeat it a hundred times on this podcast. There is no one knows anything. We don't, we, we can't guarantee you that any of this will happen to you. This is just our experience. Um, but let's play out the best case scenario, which is the executive is so excited. They've asked all kinds of things. They had an assistant in the room who took all the great notes. So they have plenty to go to their boss with. And you get the call later that day sometimes yeah. Um, nowadays, everyone's saying it's taking way longer, but we used to get calls that afternoon. Um, yeah. But you get the call that says, we'd like to buy this pitch. And then you're you're doing great. Now, the thing about selling a pitch business-wise is you're not going to make as much as a spec. That's right. It's a very different process. They're, again, they're you to yeah. write essentially what you would have done on spec. Yeah. So that's a different type of payment. It is. It is. And unfortunately, deals are still constructed as one-step deals for most of the time at the moment. So a one-step deal means they are only going to pay you for one draft. So fight like hell for two. Fight like hell for two. If you can get two, that's rad. The hardest thing is to write a spec and we have done, well, it's not a spec, to write a draft of a pitch. This literally happened to us on our third pitch, fourth pitch that we sold. It was a movie. We loved it. We got to write one draft. The head of the studio decided that they didn't want to go forward because of a conflict with another studio. Had we had a second step built in that they were required to pay us, They would have had two options. They could have come to us and said, here's the conflict. Is there a way to work around it? Mm -hmm. In which case we as brilliant writers would have come up with that idea and had a second bite at the apple. And it modern day. Yeah, whatever it might have been. Um, or they get to, or they just buy you out of your contract, and at least you get more money. This is true. You get, and again, we've had that. We've been bought out of contracts. You go, hey, there are more steps to do, but we're not going to move forward with this. So just here's some money, go away. But I will say, you're right, Jake. Most feature pitches, um, sadly, have gone down to one step. The guild is trying to make that not a yeah, thing. Yeah, I think they're trying to do um, it for 
more younger writers, newer writers, right. the more experience. Well, if they, if they're paying you scale, then they need to pay you two steps. Yeah, something, something like that. that. Yeah. I don't know what the initiative is. We tend to, we're, we're above scale writers. So we make a good amount of money on that first step, but it's what's so difficult with a first step on a pitch. And this is something you always have to remember when you're doing a pitch. The moment you hit send on that first draft, it's not yours anymore. Your ideas, they bought it, it's theirs. You just did a work for hire for them. It's yeah. their idea now. And they do not have to hire you again. Mm -hmm. They could decide you did enough, but they're going to go with a different writer to try and get it over the line. Mm -hmm. They could decide that the draft itself just isn't good enough and maybe they were wrong at buying the pitch in the first place. Mm -hmm. And here's where some another business thing does come in. You'll write a draft. So... You sell a pitch and you have a creative meeting. Always you'll have a creative meeting, whether you sell a spec or a pitch, because you'll be commenced on your next step. If it's a spec, mm -hmm. it's going to be a rewrite. If it's a pitch, it's going to be your first draft. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You'll have that creative meeting and you'll talk with the executive about what they liked and what they didn't like about your pitch, what they are thinking in terms of the movie. They will have their thoughts. If you have a package, a director or an actor, they'll, the executive will almost like you defer to the director's ideas. You'll mm -hmm. basically be writing the script that the director is interested in, in, in doing. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, you'll go away from that creative meeting. You'll write your draft and you'll want to send that draft into the studio because that's when you get paid. Um, but don't. <laughs> don't send the draft to the studio, send the draft to your producer, mm -hmm. send the draft. If you have a director to the director, send mm -hmm. the draft to the star. If you have the star, mm -hmm. depending on what the producer thinks and what the relationship mm -hmm. is, mm -hmm. you want notes, you want notes and you want to do a draft for them. And it's hard because again, yeah. it was against guild policy. Technically, you're not supposed to work for free, but let me just again, say like I don't here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not working for the producer. I'm not working for the director. I'm not working for the actor. I'm working for yeah. the studio. I'm not going to send it to the studio and do studio notes. Yes. But I want the draft that we are sending in to the studio to be the best draft possible that everyone on, on, on our side is yeah. behind. You want them, you, know, you want the director but, calling the executive going, I fucking I love this. Exactly right. So, you know, I agree. You should not do notes for your employer the yeah. employer is the student now here's the thing what's the line you yeah. cannot and should not be doing seismic notes for a producer i think we talked about this in an earlier episode yeah, whereby they go act two doesn't work it's completely wrong well this is what you pitched you know the studio told you to do you're doing exactly. studio's notes. If your executive told you in your creative meeting, we need to rethink act two, yes. well, then you better fucking rethink act two. Yes. Um, yes. But and generally, I've experienced, we've experienced, producer notes have been tweaks on what exists already. Yeah. You know, sometimes they're small, sometimes they're bigger. Yeah. You know, they have been bigger sometimes, but they've never been, oh my goodness, I've got to throw everything out. But this if is why you should you know, you know, factor in that time when you're planning yeah. out how long you have to write on a screen. But anyway, we're getting into another aspect. It's of a the whole other thing. And I am going to pause the conversation because what we've just talked about now is the idea of pitching an original idea yeah. from a business perspective. 
there are lots of other pitches. There are pitching on jobs. I think we should do that on a different day. I agree. Because it's a whole other process. Let's um, get back to writing. So let's our, get back to writing our original idea that we chose not to pitch. Instead, we're writing it with you. Indeed. Um, so last time, which was yeah. now oh, like six days ago. The last Wednesday? It was been, it was last been, Wednesday. Was so last a week ago. Yeah. It's been a week, guys. Um, yeah. So... I don't even remember where we left off. And this well, is why don't we have a little look? Let's open up our document. Let's have a little read. Let's just read through the whole document, reacquaint ourselves with it. I think that's and, great um, and, uh, and while you're doing that, I'll give the usual spiel. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Jake Thornton. J J J Jake Thornton. And Ben is at Ben underscore, underscore Lustig. Uh, we're also on Facebook, where some people are watching us live now. Uh, Lustig and Th uh, Lustig Thornton is our is our page there. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, it's um this this continues to be fun. And I'm enjoying it. So all right, so I think we should just go back up to the very top, just to we don't have to read it word for word, but I just think reacquaint ourselves with the scenes we have in order. I, I think you're right. I think that's a good idea. So because you've because you've had literally had a baby since last time. I've literally yeah. had a baby More life into brain, the world. My brain is fried. So <laughs> all right then. So our story begins in 1925, Chicago with a group of people who look like mobsters, two men and two women, uh, uh, in a car going through the Chicago streets. Um, they arrive outside the Tribune Tower. They go in. Someone whispers something into the security guard's ear. We, know, we don't hear what it is, but he breaks down crying. We go into the lobby. They continue through to the boiler room. Uh, in the lobby, one of our characters, played by Charlize Theron, um, <laughs> sees a group of children and is concerned by that, uh, but masks this from the leader of their group, transformed from the norm by the nuclear goop. Um, yeah. Downstairs, they start to set a bomb. We realise that, oh my goodness, um, that, this is, that, 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 that this is what they're up to. They leave... Charlie says, oh, I forgot my ring. Can't remember what the ring was about, but maybe we can figure that out. Uh, goes back down, starts to disable the bomb when her boss comes in and they have a big fight. During this fight, they take the kind of punishment that no normal person could possibly withstand. And in the reflection of some spilled water, we see that these, what we thought were people, are in fact some kind of other being. Right. Uh, Charlize uh, gets out, um, gets the better of her of her boss, and yes. leaves running past her compatriots in the lobby and out into the crowded Chicago streets. Mm -hmm. At that moment, shall I continue? Or do you want to take over? Well, sure. Uh, at that moment, we cut to one hundred years later. We're in a small mountain town. Charlize is there, and she hasn't aged a day. And we're like, huh? What the fuck is she? We're in a diner. She's having lunch at the counter. She, so we see after this like kind of grandma lady behind who tells her a joke and we realize that Charlize is kind of a stick in the mud to a certain degree. Um, but she's also an, a regular here. She's having um, demonish food, black coffee and charred bacon. Um, and then on a screen, she sees that a domestic terror attack has stricken Portland. There was a bridge that was blown up. Oh my goodness. We don't know anything about it, but there's something in Charlize's mind 
And we probably just see it in her eyes going, huh, wonder what that was. We go back to Charlize's home. We see that it's very sparse. This is a demon's home. She doesn't have any personal photos. She doesn't have a life. She doesn't have any real humanity, but she does have a cat, which is a symbol of her growing humanity. And she also likes 1940s jazz because who doesn't? Who doesn't? She pours a glass of whiskey because Charlize drinks whiskey, I guess. I don't know. Um, then she goes into the bathroom um, and it's going to be this crazy scolding hot water that is steaming like, like nuts. Charlize gets in. We still don't know she's a demon, but she's done these weird things. And now it's like, holy shit, she got in. She doesn't burn. She actually, it relaxes her. But just as she closes her eyes, Boom, something happens. Spidey sense. She goes, holy shit. It's like she's having a heart attack. What the fuck? She tries to stand up out. She grabs a shower curtain, falls on the floor. Boom, blackout. And we cut to Jake. A supermarket. And we're in the butcher butcher's department. We meet a character called Hank, who is working behind the butcher counter right here. And he's, um, yes, he's, he's asking if he's seen the shit about Portland. Here he looks at his cell, sees the news. That's interesting. Uh, he goes back home. Uh, we see on the bumper of his car, he has a coexist bumper sticker. Uh, he goes into his backyard, goes to a small shed and enters it. And here downstairs is a bunch of what we'll call Ghostbuster shit. Mm -hmm. um, it's almost like, um, um, you know, the Batcave. Ghostbusters level tech. Yes, exactly right. And um, he opens up a. Uh, he's he, he uh, he's looking at all this different activity to tracking tracking demonic activity on Earth right. using some means. Probably you know um, stuff you could actually track like CO two levels or nitrogen levels or methane levels yeah, or whatever. Just, um, gravitational exactly. stuff, seismic energy. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely right. And Portland is flashing red. He opens up a locker filled with an arsenal of guns. He fills a duffel bag with grenades, pistols, and lastly, an ancient silver blade covered with Aramaic script. Mm -hmm. Who the fuck is this guy? We'll be asking. He yeah. leaves and throws a duffel in the trunk, peels out. At that point, we go to Portland. And this, I believe, is, this where, is where we ended the actual outlining. But we did say what we thought we were going to do here. We're going to see mm -hmm. Sam as the person she is. Then the mm -hmm. cops are going to show up. She thinks she's there. They're there for her. Because remember, Sam is a bit of a fuck up and probably mm -hmm. has had some minor incidents with the police. Mm -hmm. But actually, her family was all killed on the bridge. Holy shit. She freaks out. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to cut back to Charlize the next morning. And she suspects the worst. And ends up with a run-in in a demon right. and probably won't get that far. So right, right. now, let's just talk about Sam. Cool. So far, well, question first. This is the first read-through we've actually done of mm -hmm. the outline. Does anything mm -hmm. pop out at you? Because I've got a couple of things that pop out at what me. You have? So the first thing is that obsidian ring, and you called it out as, the, uh, as we were reading. The question mm -hmm. that I have is twofold. One, does she still have it? hundred years later, mm. we call it out. And we have, in fact, we even put it in all caps as we yeah. were as we were doing this. Um, what is its symbolism? I like that she has an object from her past. By the way, that's mm. actually something cool, but it has to have meaning and it has mm. to then come back and have importance in the story. To mm. give someone something that's so specific and then never use it mm. is a waste. I think of storytelling. So, mm. um, I think. And I'm just going to put a note. I don't think we have to focus on it right no, now. No, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. But 
I think yeah. we need a note just to go, what is this? I like it, our instinct said to put it in. And I always, yeah, and, it, and, it, and, we, and we were trying to figure out, it was born out of what would she have that she could lose and leave behind? And that was important. And that was important. That, that they would believe that she would go back for, you know? Yes. What is the rate? Uh, viewers can't see this note, but we're just giving it's it important. I'm making a note just saying, what is the ring and what is it? It's important. Yes. Okay? Yes. So you see the little yellow thing in this software, that yellow thing leaves us a note mm -hmm. um, that we can then go back to yep. later. Yep. Um, all right. Um, the other thing that jumped out at me is this Hank moment with the coexist bumper sticker. Yeah. And wondering if it's a conflict of character. I'm I feel sure like it is. who he is. Yeah. And that's not whom I'm imagining who he is anymore. I agree. Strike it. Yeah. It didn't feel, it didn't feel right in the yeah. moment. I agree. Yeah. Take it out. So, this is also the, the great thing about the process of outlining, guys, is that as you read these outlines, these types of things stick out at you. Mm -hmm. You don't have to wait till the scripts to go, mm -hmm. wait a minute, yeah. his character yeah. doesn't make any sense. You can totally. get that shit done in the outline. Totally, totally. So, so as, just as you, so I watched the new Hellraiser um, over the weekend, oh, which, I actually, which I actually really liked a lot. I thought it was really fun. Oh, I want to watch um, it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, uh, the makeup effects are fantastic in it, and and they've done a they've done a cool thing with the story. That you go, oh, I well, didn't didn't see that coming, which is which okay. is which is which is neat. Yeah. Um, now in it, the lead character is a bit of a she's a she's a recovering junkie, mm. um, but you kind of see that maybe she's just she kind of slips in and out of 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 it and you know is with a guy who's not great for her because they met in a program and perhaps if he right. sleeps she could slip back in too anyway i mm. i wonder if there's something to kind of borrow a little bit from that from that character um and i don't think it yeah. i don't think it steps too much into 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 stealing territory because i just think it's that, that that's a kind of person who exists you know absolutely i'm imagining as you're saying this that she does have a boyfriend yeah. but and that they are probably drug users. They and use that they've got like a studio apartment with like yeah. the bed, the mattresses on the floor yeah. and not much else, but like a shitty coffee table and like a PlayStation 2 and like, <laughs> you know, like that kind of place, you know? Yeah. And I think, so what's interesting to me too is that this is a 22 year old girl. Mm -hmm. Um and actually, you know, we see this type of character sometimes in um, teenagers. I think it's interesting seeing it in someone in their 20s, mm -hmm. because the truth is that happens a lot in your 20s. I knew people in my 20s who had problems, especially Completely. like, you know, yeah. when you don't know what you want to do with your life or if you have a trouble pass and you end up going down this road. Um I was just seeing in my mind that the cops knock on the door and she runs. It, yeah, it, it I think it's yes. think of Terminator like, 2. Totally. They've been doing some kind of dealing, you know. They, they, I think it could just be because they have possession of drugs and she's oh, on really? probation. Yeah. I mean, yes. All she, like, it, I don't even, I don't think it should be like hardcore where she's like a super hardcore criminal, but she's clearly a fuck up. Totally. Um, and so she runs from the cops. Yeah, great. And we could get a nice little moment of just her own agency, but then yeah. she's she stopped and they're like, stop running. Yes. We're just here to talk. Yes. And she gives right. them all kinds of attitude. She's like, what the fuck do you want to talk about? I don't give yeah. a shit, pig, whatever it's it is. It's your mom. 
she yeah it's it's like, yeah it's your we talked about her even having like a little brother yes um, to be yeah. i think it's like her parents and her brother were all right. on this bridge great like her whole fucking family just got killed totally. and that's gonna send her into a fucking downward spiral spiral she's gonna go back Boom. she's gonna do you know, whatever she's about having a boyfriend is the boyfriend can be like the kind of person who tries to like fight with uh charlise and just gets like taken down and like two oh, seconds, yeah, totally, you know? yeah. kind of like the boyfriend's gonna die yeah, you know? yeah probably yeah um yeah especially if the demons show up um absolutely yeah. maybe oh this could be cool maybe he doesn't die fighting charlie's and hank or whatever but they find him and get him and fucking torture him so it's like it's like again it's terminator the Terminator comes to John Connor's house and yeah. fucking kills his parents. Totally. I'm down with that. I think it's right. cool. Right. So, Demon torture. Is there a place? I've never actually been to Portland, Jake. Yeah. I've got to come up and visit. Is there yeah. is there a type of place that feels like where junkies would live? Or is this just they're, a random park? Oh, yeah, I mean, it's funny. We, were, we got diverted off the highway uh, a couple of weekends ago. Mm-hmm. And we were just, this super sketch neighborhood okay. where there were full-on prostitutes on the corner Great. on a Sunday afternoon. So let's just call it a sketchy neighborhood. Great. Prostitutes on the corner, dealers Great. in the areas. Great. Yeah. And we're with, yeah, then we go into the apartment and we're seeing them. I mean, yeah. What are they doing when we when we see them? Are they st- are they still asleep? So let's are go they- interior uh, studio apartment. Yeah, uh, and it should be fucking dirty. Oh yeah, it's a fucking um, shit. And I do think it's fu- let's see. We cut from obviously it's night, but it doesn't matter. I think it's I think it's yeah. day. They they've been asleep. It's like midday, and they're still totally. absolutely you know, shades yeah. drawn. Um, you know, it's dirty. Drug paraphernalia on the coffee table. Yep. table. Yep. Um, you know. Um, and Sam is asleep yep. in bed with her boyfriend who's yep. who's like fucking loser asleep. Yes, and we'll say yeah, and we'll, yeah, asleep. Uh, Sam is and we'll and we'll obviously introduce Sam here, what she looks yes. like, what she's wearing. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, and, you know, she's, I think we need to, I think she's got piercings and tattoos. Oh, I think she's got colored hair. Yes. I think she's got to be like your idea of someone who's. Who lives know, in Portland. She might even, you know what's actually, this is really fucking interesting, dude. What if on our midnight run journey, she's going through withdrawals? Oh, that's interesting. She's like, a, what if she's a hair, like she uses heroin? Totally. Um, and like they right. have to get that first night, right. she gets sick. That's great. I mean, it's you not great, it's awful, but yeah, it's great. It's, it's awful, but it'll give us so much meat for that act too, you know? Um, Sam's a, you know, a hard drug user um, with. Uh, you know, and looks the part basically. Yeah, we'll sure. Script. Um, right. Um, there's a knock at the door. Yeah. And who gets up? Does he get up first and looks outside the window and is like, fuck, it's the fucking cops. And then she and then she runs out the back. 
For some, okay, so this is the and scene. They're there for her. They're looking for her. This is the scene that I'm seeing in my mind, right? Yeah. She fucking crawls out of bed. She's in a t-shirt and like yeah. her underwear, yeah. right? And she fucking crawls out of bed, looks through the the people and it's the yeah. cops and they're like you know sam we gotta come up with the last yeah. name sam so and so you in there and she's like fuck it's the cops yeah. boyfriend wakes up shit what do we do yeah. and she's like fuck and she like runs over like grabs some like a yeah. pair of jeans like, like jeans on a pair of and she's like yeah yeah. You know, Portland PD, open up, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And she fucking jumps out the fire escape. Yeah. And as she's right. like running out the fire escape. We, sh- we should see her like basically, I think by the time she gets down the fire, I-, I don't think this is a long chase. I just no, think she's sure. trying to run. She yeah. gets down the fire escape and there's like the, the cops are there and they're going, yes. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not here to bust you. Yeah. Lady, you know, great. Great. Um, awesome. great. This is just a setup character more than anything else. Totally, exactly. Drug user. She's she's when the cops show up, she's the kind of person who's worried about that because she's on exactly. Well, here she's on probation. You know. Yes, jumps out the window. Yeah, she's on probation. Yeah, Um, she's supposed to be using. Yeah, the drugs would send her back to jail. uh, Yeah. Um, but at the bottom, fire escape. Yeah. So this is actually a continuous. This is one of our. This is a slug thing. That yeah, it's totally. This is continuous, right? So exterior. Yeah. Sam's apartment building. Yeah. yeah. Help this button. When I push. Uh, function on this new keyboard, that's what comes up, isn't it? It doesn't show on it, doesn't show. Is it the is it the emoji panel? Yes. Drive me crazy. The it happens to me all the time. <laughs> building. Uh, apartment building. Uh, um, continuous. Continuous. Sam climbs down the fire escape, but the partner of the cop is yeah. waiting. Yeah. They're not here to bust her. Mm-hmm. Bust her. Her parents and younger brother killed in the bombing. Yes. Sam doesn't believe it. Tries calling them. No answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she crumbles to the floor. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Then I think there's a moment back in her apartment when she's with her boyfriend. They shoot up. Yes. Because this is how she deals with the pain. How she deals with it. Interior part of uh, Sam's apartment. Mm. We call it studio apartment. Yeah. Yeah. We'll change that. I think it should just be Sam's apartment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although, actually, studio apartment, we don't know who Sam is yet. Sam's apartment ends up being the new location because it is Sam's apartment. Oops. Um, But either way. Yeah. um, Sam's apartment. Day. um, Boyfriend tries to console Mm -hmm. Sam by prepping a needle. Yep. 
they shoot up together. Great. Great. Cool. And that's our introduction to Sam. And that's who she is. Well, when you meet her at the start. Uh, what a great introduction to this, what will ultimately be heroic character. Yes, totally. What an, I mean, arc. What an arc. What a journey to go on. Yeah. She's she's a well, drug addict. Now, so my son's coming to say hello. I'm just finishing up my live stream, Phoenix. So can you come? Hello, Phoenix. <laughs> Everybody, this is Phoenix. We're streaming Hi, Phoenix. right now. I'm gonna get Jake a sign for his door that says, um, <laughs> yes, do not, do or, not disturb. You know, oh, on um, live. Do not disturb. Something to hang on to your door. I know. I need to do that. Do you have glass doors? I, think I do have, have glass doors, so they can actually. Yes. But this is. But it is the thing. This is what it looks like when we're just working, anyway, isn't it? This is, this this is, is exactly what it works, looks like. So, welcome to our writers' room. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, you know what? We didn't get as much outlining, but we had a great talk, and actually. Yeah. Push through this whole section, which is, is great. The next yeah. section is going to be completely new, and I think we right. should save that for tomorrow. Indeed, fantastic! Um, Thanks so much, Ben. Good stuff. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming back and joining us after a week. Um, and uh, we will we'll see you tomorrow. All right. Bye, Bye everybody.